Building your business was hard. Getting out of it on your terms can be even harder. Welcome to the Tobin Leff M&A Podcast, where you can rewrite the next chapter of your life with the help of business owners who have been in your shoes. In the past decade, Tobin Leff has completed over 125 successful merger and acquisition and exit planning engagements across the U.S. with a focus on marketing, advertising, PR, and digital firms. Go online to TobinLeff.com to learn about the latest in business so that you can build and monetize your company value. Join us now for today's conversation. All right, so today we've got a a special session geared towards uh, agency owners, uh, partners, those wanting to understand the latest on the different options for monetizing your agency, particularly with the end goal of an exit transaction. Leading us today is David Tobin. Some of you probably saw him at the summit as well. He's the founder and managing partner at Tobin Left, a firm that specializes in exit planning, consulting, and M&A advisory. Their goal is to help their clients convert business value into family wealth. They do this by having their clients understand a greater number of ways to create and close deals, getting as creative as it takes sometimes. Uh, David has crafted exit strategies for four companies of his own. He's also worked with well over a hundred companies now to build business value, acquire other businesses and achieve profitable exits through M&A transactions with strategic buyers and private equity groups. With that, David, thank you for joining us again. It's certainly um, a big topic right now, given all the change and the worries. Have my exit pathways gone away or narrowed? So I think it's timely that we're addressing this with the current market conditions. And I'll turn it over to you and see you towards the end of the session. Great, Brent. Thank you. And welcome, everyone. I'm glad to be with you. And those who attended the summit a few weeks ago, I'm glad to be back with you. So the agenda, the topic, as Brent mentioned, pathways for monetizing, ways to convert business value to personal wealth, the agenda that we put together for you, talk about the different exit, we call them pathways, the different ways you may choose to cash out. Spend a little bit of time comparing the pros, cons, the economics of an inside deal compared to selling to a third party. I recently recorded a podcast on this subject, how to sell your company from a position of strength. And I felt that some of those points apply to this agenda, whether you're going to look to sell to your employees or to a third party, approach it on your terms. Outline the elements of an exit plan, and then you're all drivers and business owners or executives. Questions now. The deck, by the way, will be available. You can either email Diana or Brent at Marin or email me. We're happy to share the deck with you. So that's the agenda. And as Brent mentioned, if you have questions along the way, please use the chat feature and we'll try to get those answered. So just if I may, just to take just a moment to talk about Tobin Left. We specialize in your industry, almost exclusive with Marcom. 
our partners, myself, we've owned marketing agencies. And just an aside about my background, before I started Tobin Left, I had an agency that I sold in the mid 2000s. Our niche, our specialty was working with financial advisors throughout the country. We, we generated lead programs for them. I determined the best door opener to put our clients in front of business owners was to discuss exit planning and succession planning. Well, that was in the mid nineties. So I was just thinking about that. So for almost 30 years in one form or another, either as an agency owner or now with the M&A group, I've been advising, consulting, discussing exit planning and succession planning. So at, at Tobin Left, the, the experience that I'm hoping that where I can share some information with you. When we got started 11 years ago, we were primarily crafting exit plans for agency owners. And that progressed where we developed, at least we thought we had an expertise, some would argue, but we actually have an expertise in designing management buyout plans. We've helped more than 30 agencies just with internal deals. So today I'm gonna to be sharing with you our firsthand experience of looking at internal deals to outside. I mean, we're M&A advisors. Much of what we do is to try to find outside money. So I'm gonna to touch on exit planning, management buyouts, and M&A dollars. So potential pathways. I'm gonna put up 11 different ways, different clients or other agency owners have pursued their exit pathway. These are in no particular order. So I'm gonna put them up and then four of them, I'm gonna go into more detail. Selling to a strategic buyer, forming an ESOP, selling to employees via a management buyout plan, and then looking at private equity. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna show you 11 and go into more detail on those four. So potential pathways, but before we do that, before we talk about those, routes. What's so important, as you know, for you to get clarity on why are you looking to monetize? What are your objectives as an exit plan? So if you request the deck, this is a little grid or worksheet you could consider assessing. It's not always as you can appreciate just about maximizing your purchase price or your net after tax proceeds. Many of our clients they've wanted to make sure that their legacy continues with the right culture, their employees stay employed, willing to give up on purchase price if the fit was right. Our experience has been typically more energy goes into negotiating the terms of a deal compared to just the selling price or the multiple. So the terms may really be important to you. Are there strings attached to earnout provisions? What are my requirements during that time period? How much cash paid at closing? So this is just a quick overview. As we look at these different exit pathways, do it in context of what is important to you. So potential exit pathways, as mentioned, no particular order. Of course, selling to an independent, another agency or a similar type, type company. Most marketing agencies are sold to other agencies, but there's plenty of other ways we're gonna to touch on in a minute. Holding companies you all know of, you've probably heard 
good stories and some horror stories with holding companies. They've been very popular at different times, but you have to be a certain size to get onto their radar or one of the portfolio companies of a holding company. It may not be an independent agency. It could be a strategic buyer for different reasons, though. We all know consulting have been buying agencies for the past 10 years, technology companies. For example, we sold a client company to a printer of billing statements. They wanted a resource, an agency that could create the materials to go inside all the bills that they send out. So there's different types of buyers, not just another agency that's similar to yours. Employees via a management buyout plan, referred to by some as an MBO. Today, I'm gonna to talk about different financing alternatives if you wanted to explore an internal deal. An entrepreneur. There are so many business people looking for quality companies. And if your business is valued at maybe $5 million or less, there's plenty of financing sources for individuals, i.e. banks and the SBA. I'm gonna come back to that in a moment. But we're seeing a fair amount of activity. We just recently closed the transaction where first we went out to strategic buyers. We had some offers. Our client ended up selling to an entrepreneur who we identified through one of the sites we subscribe to. So it may be an individual, not just a competing company. Private equity. I will go into more detail in a few minutes. Also on private equity, what your company may need to look like to get onto their radar, the pros and cons of going that route. Roll-up strategy, which kind of ties into the private equity. ESOPs, they get a lot of press, a lot of talk. It, uh, we've certainly had clients. We had one in recent years form an ESOP. Just recently, we have another client comparing an ESOP to an outside buyer. I'll take you through from my experience, the requirements, pluses and negatives. Merging, selling to a client. It, um, we almost had a transaction happen last year where a client was gonna buy a sizable agency, not just to be their in-house, not just for the, they were gonna keep it as an independent to support their portfolio companies and run it as a profit center. That deal did not happen, but we did go down that route and it was interesting. The numbers were looking appealing. And then also we, over the years have had a number of clients who just, just could not get the right terms. They decided, I'm gonna to try to balance my company with lifestyle. They had a plan in place to scale back their time, institute incentives, and hold on to the business longer than expected. So these are 11, there are other routes, but these are the ones that come up more often than not. If you request the deck, I just took these 11, put it on for you to try to prioritize or start discussions internally, what might be viable. In starting discussions, we all know the longer you plan in advance, it can only be good. 
when asked, I mean, it would be great if you could plan a couple years, two, three, four years before your desired date. Always keep in mind, when you initiate an exit planning process, you've got to allow a runway. If you're going to sell to an outside buyer, that process typically takes, on average, nine months. Because you own a professional services company, there's typically a earnout period that could run for two to three years. So you have to keep that runway in mind. It takes time to plan, find the buyer, sign the purchase agreement, all the due diligence involved to get to that point, and then there's a time period. So let's go through the pros and cons of four of those 11. So independence, it's, I mean, you all have friends or you may have sold companies yourself. On the plus side, there's synergies. You try to see not just on the expense side, but the revenue side, cross-selling opportunities. Typically, if you're going to sell to a larger independent, there's attractive employment opportunities for your team members. People like to work on interesting accounts. And if you can find the right partner, even if you're going to stay involved for two to three years, hopefully if you go this route, you're going to play in your sweet spot if you're going to stay involved. Maybe the admin part of the business is off of your shoulders. The downside, when you're selling to independence, it's the multiples typically are not as high if you could really find the true strategic and not this third point, there is always the risk of revealing confidential information. We're at this now 11 years. I've never really witnessed problems where somebody went to the market, if they were confidential, that there was this risk that employees, competitors find out. So again, just touching on some of the pros and cons as it relates to selling to an independent. Employees. The depending upon your size, I mean, if you get too big, doing an internal deal becomes a challenge. So on the plus side, I mean, if you sell to your, if you can get the financing lined up, which I will get to, to in about four slides, I'm going to take you through some examples of financing options. But on, on the plus side, culture, providing opportunities for your team members, you know who you're getting. Typically, if there's going to be a time period where they pay you out, you're not per se working for someone else. The due diligence is minimized and you may not have, and you avoid a fee to an, an M&A group. The risk is typically the economics. It can your management team come up with enough dollars so that you're not the banker for a high percentage. It takes time to do internal deals typically to get paid. I mean, if, if the buyers can come up with an S or willing to sign an SBA loan guarantee, that's different. But th there's risks with the numbers. The multiples do tend to be lower than even selling to an independent. And the reason is that if you're going to sell to a third party, there's the potential synergies. You may not need two CFOs or the rent gets consolidated. Well, you don't have those synergies internally. And because future cash flow is funding the transaction, whether it's a bank loan or you are the bank, if the multiple goes too high, future cash flow will not support the debt service. 
So some of the pros and cons of an MBO. Private equity. It, um, if you're at the point where you could get their attention, there's some strong economic advantages. Typically, private equity, they have to deploy capital. You always hear this term, they've dry powder. Well, you get, get your money up front, and there's typically two liquidity events. They're not in the business of running a Marcom agency or digital marketing agency. So that they're gonna to try to keep you in the game with rollover equity, we're only buying a portion. So it's an overused term, two bites at the apple, but that's one of the key advantages. And opportunities for higher multiples. We had right before COVID a really successful transaction Client company, not real big. Their EBITDA was 1.8 million, got the attention of private equity-backed companies. The multiple was respectable, not great, but it was an almost an all-cash deal. The downside of private equity, it's pressure to perform. I mean, they have investors, investment charters. Typically, they're looking to get a certain return on investment over a three to five-year period. There's pressure to perform. You may be answering to a financial buyer and the due diligence, it's just painful. But I will say that in the marketplace, there's so much capital from private equity groups, family offices, venture capitalists. They approach my partners and I on a pretty regular basis, trying to get us to bring our clients to them. The size is coming down. If you have a good story to tell and you can show growth, you may not be what they call big enough to be a platform company where acquisitions are building around you. But as an add-on, it's, I mean, if your EBITDA is north of a million dollars, you can show growth. You may come up and generate the interest as an add-on. Typically a platform, your EBITDA needs to be north of $5 million. So those are some of the high-level pros and cons if you look to a private equity route. And then with an ESOP, some of you may have either had an ESOP analysis performed or you know of it. On the plus side, there are some added benefits to employees. It's a little deceiving, though. When people, when employees hear ESOP, they think they're going to own the company they don't own the company, the trust owns it. They get to participate as a participant in that trust when they retire. There are some added financial perks to the employees on top of just being an employee of an independent company. The key to the ESOP is the tax savings. When we've had clients assess ESOPs, it's typically because they're gonna do an ESOP and then if they're not yet structured as an S-Corp, convert to an S-Corp so that the earnings now owned by the ESOP trust, the K-1 goes to the ESOP trust, there's no tax to pay on those dollars on an annual basis. The tax savings in some situations makes that company more bankable where banks will lend money to buy out the founders. So the driving pros are the tax savings. The cons are the, the complexity, they're expensive. And many times if a company is worth 
$5 million, the bank may only lend two, two, maybe 40%. If it's an ESOP, maybe 50%. So now you're dealing with a seller note coming from you to finance 50 to 60%. David, thank you for taking the time to, uh, to join us. We look forward to you're continued welcome. sessions with you. That's a wrap, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Have a good rest of your week. We'll see you back online soon. Thanks, David. You're welcome. Thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tobin Leff M&A Podcast, produced by Hannah Vaughn with music by Holt Vaughn. Visit our website at tobinleff.com for case studies, additional resources, and to get in touch with our experts. Subscribe today and never miss an episode.